you know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. Momoti and BJ Armstrong here as always. BJ, we're going to start off with a non-basketball one real quick. The World Cup has begun. Are you going to be watching? Because I know the listeners want to know. This can be your introduction to football. Are you going to be watching? You, 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 know, you know what? I will say this. I will say this. I am aware that the World Cup is happening. And my first look, my first look was this morning, well, it's evening for you, was Mo was watching and there was about 30 minutes left in the game. And I looked and then England was playing someone. I was like, oh, I wonder if he's watching that game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was wondering, and I did look. So I'm on my journey watching the game i'm on my journey but i did check the score and i saw england was up i think they were up like five one or six one or something yeah yeah and it's six two my guys doing their thing sterling saka rashford what's good is after the euros which is like the european championship that they had a couple years mm-hmm. ago those guys got so much racist abuse from the fans because uh, some of them missed the penalties in the final and italy won the tournament so they came out here with such confidence won the game in convincing fashion they usually got off to a slow start so it's good to see but winning ways is going to be the theme of today's show because we've got oh. to talk about teams that are on winning streaks. Now, okay. we're not just going to talk about the Boston Celtics who are on a nine-game winning streak Ooh. in <laughs> in Bean Town. We're going to talk about Beam Town, as for the sixth straight time, they've lit the beam in Sacramento. Yes. <laughs> oh, 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 whoa, Mo, whoa! You see that whoa. segue? You see that segue? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I see, good. I see, Mo. I, the, the, the segue was nice. The fact that we are talking about Sacramento for the third time in a week. <laughs> how about it? How about it? How about how about Sacramento? How about it? I'm all about this. I'm all about this. Let's stop. Let's pump the brakes on this one. Go ahead. That was a big no, win over your I Detroit mean, Pistons last night. Well, first, you have to give – let's start at the top. Coach Brown has really done two things. One, he has them incredibly organized on offense and defense. Okay? He has them incredibly organized. And they are playing with the purpose right now. Sabonis, I want to really kind of give him a little extra, you know, love here is because they're playing through him. He brings the ball up the court. He gets every touch on the offensive end. He reverses the ball. They, he gets it in the post. He drives. He, he just does everything for this group. I want to give Second. him a new nickname. What's that? I call him Windex because he's oh, cleaning yeah, he's, the glass. No, he's cleaning. He's every rebound he's, he's grabbing. He's doing everything. I mean, I got to give him credit. I'm giving him like he is an all star right now. He's playing. Yeah, I hear it. He's he's he is the player now that I thought he could be when they traded for him. Like he's playing at that level. I love it when players. When you see a player and we always say, oh, he has the potential to be da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, he took potential off of his name this year. He is that player. And hopefully he can sustain this for many years to come because he's playing excellent he, basketball. He's only 26, even though he looks like he's 32. 
Yeah, he's playing. He's playing excellent. He's playing excellent basketball. Uh, His teammate is also him. an all star. And then, and then I want to get the next De'Aaron Fox. Okay, De'Aaron Fox right now. It's early to say this, but he's playing like a superstar. He's really, he's finishing the games. Like he's playing, and then at the end of the game, he finishes it. Crunch time. And he, oh yeah, he finishes it. He's playing with the level of confidence. And then Mo, do you hear players talk about this? He looks like the game has really slowed down for him right now. Because like, he plays at a million playing. miles an hour as well. So for yes, him in but, particular, it's harder. Particular. Yeah, but now he looks like he's decisive. There's no doubt what he's doing when he drives to the basket. There's no doubt when he's shooting a three. He's playing with so much confidence on the offensive end. He's creating for others. And they he's the guy. He is the guy. So him and Sabonis right now are without question, they are a one-two punch. You know, Mo, you know, I remember last year when I and I and I told you I really liked the trade because I thought Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox could play screen role. Well, you have two players who could play screen role. Okay, now you, you got something cooking. Well, Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox right now has hit, they've hit a rhythm. And think- now they got something going there. And then they've surrounded them with shooters, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the kid Herder played terrific last night. I-, I wanted to say, what a trade that was. What a trade that was because um, he's shooting 50% from behind the arc. Who's this? Kevin Her. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've done a really nice job. You got, you got to give them credit. I'm just giving, listen, the energy is different. Um, but in particular, those two players, Sabonis, He's a very unique player. He, you know what it reminds me of a little bit? Mm-hmm. It looks like it looks like Coach Brown is utilizing Sabonis in a combo way. Like the combination, it looks like he's using them is like Draymond Green and Jokic. You play through him, and then you just let your, and then you got this guard who's just ter- terrific in isolation and all of that. And now you got something there, and then everyone else kind of knows. This kid, Keegan Murray, Murray looks like he's going to be a player. Amazing pick. And he's only going to get better as well. Yeah. He's Harrison Barnes. Play. I mean, he's been the ultimate, ultra, you know, the ultimate, ultimate role player. Ultimate role player. Then you got Herder. Then you got Malik Monk gives you the athleticism. They they got something going up there. They're, right now, Mo, Sacramento for years, that was a stop that, you know, you could – you know, nothing's guaranteed, but you feel pretty confident going in there getting the win. Now, mm-hmm. Mo, you know, that, that's that's a tough place. And those fans are coming out and they're coming out now. So and and I love I I I told this to my wife last night. I said, I love the fact now that they put that what, what did they put that light or beam, the beam. in the sky or whatever. The I, the I owner of the team, it. Vivek Randive, says, I want aliens to see it. I want it to go so far that <laughs> everyone can see it. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool, though. I, I really do. It's a fun thing. You know, it's a fun thing because when they push it and the light goes up, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool. Do they do it on when they're on the road, too, or they just do it just at, for home games? I think it's every home win. But I'm going to have to oh, check. Oh, home win. I'm going to have to it's check. Pretty, that's a pretty cool. It, it's, it's pretty cool. Oh, no, no. It's every Kings win this season and beyond, home or away. But they don't have the oh, bud. Wow. They have the bud in the arena for the home games. The arena looks really nice as well. 
I might have to take a visit. We yeah, might it's, have a, to it's take a nice a arena. No, it's a really, it's a really nice arena. I've been to the arena. It's a really nice arena. And I, I, I just love it when when you get the right energy. And though and, and and give those players credit, man. They they've had some, you know, some of those players like De'Aaron Fox and these guys have been here for a little bit. And this is a long time coming. So hopefully they can continue this. And when it, it would be really fun if they were to get to the playoffs. Because I think they have a they that that's a tough out. That's yep. a that's a tough out. Darren Fox and Sabonis, those are those are all star caliber players. I'll tell you what, and for, I think that would be a tough out. I think for me watching Darren Fox, this is just based on the eye test, not on on the numbers, but you know, late in games, he's got really comfortable with that jumper, whether it's a three point mid range, he's really hitting those and efficient rate down the stretch in clutch situations in games, right? Whereas before in his career, I wasn't really too confident about him shooting those jumpers. But now I feel like, okay, cool. We can we can live with this. You know what I mean? Um, so he's done a great job on that. I listened to Matt Barnes say that he challenged Fox to step up on a defensive end as well because he's got the speed, he's got the wingspan. He can really hold his own on defense as well. So I'm I'm happy to see the Kings, you know, our initial prediction of them being a playing team, maybe they're just a top six team now. Maybe they are just a top six team with some of the other teams. Yeah, well, well I, I tell you what, this is the thing that I like when you see teams turn it around, okay, everyone talks about the end. They're going to get to the playoffs. The first step to getting, first of all, you got to get competitive. And they go, they went, let's not forget this, Mo. The first four games of the season, they were 0-4. Mm. Okay, they were they went 0-4. So the first thing you have to do when you're making this type of turnaround is, first, we got to be competitive. Now, they started the season off 0-4. But you know what I liked about it was, every game they were competing. Mm-hmm. Then, as they were competing into this 0-4 start, they were ultra-competitive when they played at home. See, that to me is the first sign of a good team. Yeah. Can you defend home court? That's the first thing. Like, okay, before we can go out there and take our show on the road and win and play and the opposing crowd and travel and all of those things, because those are variables you have to, you know, as we know, Mo, you have to be professional about. Yep. And that takes time. But the very first step is, Man, that's a tough team when you go to when you play at home. Now they play at home and they feel confident at home. You can just look at them now. Mm-hmm. And and now they're defending home court. And then with home court, then you can go out and start doing other things. So I I I like what I'm seeing. I just like the fact that they're showing up and playing. They're, I mean, I mean, Mo, they they give you excellent effort right now. And that's going to be a tough place and a tough building. You know, I played in that old arena before when they used to bring the cowbells and mm. <laughs> they had a really, they got a, they had a nice little thing. It was a little quirky, I thought, but it was nice. It was a nice, it was a nice touch for them. It worked for them out there in Sacramento. So I think this is a, they got a good thing going right now. Yeah, they are doing well. Speaking of doing well and turning things around, Ben Simmons had the best game of his season so far last night. 22 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 11 of 13 from the field, game high, plus 19. It was against the Grizzlies, missing John Morant, but Wednesday this week, he heads back to Philly. And I'm very mm. intrigued to see what's happening with that. Because Embiid's been on the tear. He's been putting up numbers. He might be um, getting to the foul line through extremely soft fouls at an exceeding rate, but he is still putting up numbers regardless. But uh, I want to talk quickly about the situation that happened at the end of the Milwaukee game against the Sixers. 
Giannis trying to shoot his free throws, Montrez Harold trying to take the ball away, the arena staff tried to put the ladder in. BJ, what were your thoughts on all that? <laughs> you know, Mo, I only watched the game. I watched it 48 minutes during the season. Unfortunately, okay. I did see this. Unfortunately, I did see this because I knew my good friend. You know, Mo, if you were here in the States, you would be a Philadelphia 76ers fan for sure. No, you, you be, are. Yeah, I would be a Celtics yeah, fan. Yeah, I would be a no, Celtics no. fan. You remind me of a Philly fan, though. You, you, you remind me of the uh, the Philly fanatics. You you are. A I am partial to a cheesesteak, yeah. but I am a diehard Celtics yeah, yeah, fan. Yeah. Well, I think it's very unfortunate. I, I just I, I felt it was very unfortunate, and because you know I, I I'm a huge Giannis fan, as you and our audience knows, but I also love the way Montrez plays, and I and I'm and I'm. You know, I love guys who just play hard, like, you know, for many years. I mean, he was six man in a year. I watched him really, his game really developed and blossomed out here. We played for the Clippers. And I like the way he plays. I, you know, he's. He's not been having the best of time this season, though. No, he, this has been a tough season for him. But, you know, that those things happen. But he, I like the way he plays. And, you know, I'm not saying that I, I don't know him as well. But I I like I like his I like the what he brings his energy now. So let's get to this. You know when when I see even when I was playing and at the time you know there used to be a thing in the NBA where you had rivals you know you had you know for us for many years when I played in Chicago the Detroit Pistons was you know that was our rival. And we considered them a robbery mm-hmm. for many reasons. And we played hard against them and they didn't like us. We didn't like them, but there was a level of respect. And I remember, Mo, like when you came to the game, you know, and guys were working before the game. Sometimes guys were working after the game. Mm-hmm. There was a respect, you know, like the game was there. You played hard, you did what you had to do. And then you went about your business. I mean, I, I don't, I, I didn't get it. So, but I wasn't there. I didn't know. I didn't. I just figured it was me on my television screen that I was missing something that I couldn't see. Right? Whether it happened in the back, maybe it happened during the game. Maybe this is something that has been built up for years between the two. I don't know. But it didn't add up to me. Mm-hmm. And what really didn't add up to me was where were the security and the coaches and all of the people to dissolve the situation. Mm-hmm. Right. When you go to an NBA game, always, you know, you don't go as many regular season games as myself. Every team has like a million security guards sitting on the bench. Right. There are literally now more coaches than players on the bench. And then everyone has like probably a minimum of five security guards now that travels with the team. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me, Mo, that those two guys. So these guys are out in the arena after the game and there's no one there. Yeah, it was weird to see. Like, right, right. It was like there was no one there for Philly. There was no one there for Milwaukee. And Giannis is just walking around. Like, yeah, Giannis. OK, Giannis is just walking around in Philly by himself. Mm-hmm. So it, it just seemed odd to me, the whole scenario. But again, maybe I was missing something. And hopefully those two, because I, 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 I love their competitive spirit. 
I love the competitive spirit. And the fact that Giannis missed, what, 11 free throws and he was out there working on his game? Mm-hmm. That's love. Bo. I respect it. Bo, Bo, hey. Bo, he, he's, he's taking, that's called responsibility, yep. ladies and gentlemen. Bo, he missed 11 free throws. He's done a terrific job, we know, of improving his free throw and his shooting and all those things. But the fact that he's working on it, mm-hmm. every here's a guy that's back-to-back MVP still working on his game. He's not sulking. He's not like, oh, man, I've made it. This guy is, like, working on his game. Like, I, I didn't understand that. I, I just didn't get it. But, again, there has to be something or more to the story that we are not aware of, that we are not aware of. Yeah, I thought it was weird from Trez. Uh, and then he was trying to kick off with Thanasis as well. I think, I think he's just trying to take the role of enforcer on that Philly team. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. Something. Like, Giannis will get revenge. I want to see what happens next time those two teams play. I'm expecting like a 40-point triple-double from Giannis. Like, he lets his game <laughs> do the talking. Um, another, another player that's bouncing back, Anthony Davis, had a big game last night. 30 points, 18 rebounds, three steals and a block in just 28 minutes. Big win for the Lakers. They've won three in a row. All three games without LeBron James, interestingly. But we've got to put it into context. It was against the Spurs, the Pistons, and the Nets. So they got a tough test on Wednesday against the Phoenix Suns, even though Chris Paul might still be out. But we'll see how they fare in that one. Um, but we're coming to the point of the season where injuries are just having an effect on a lot of teams. And a lot of these games are going to come down to who has less injuries. And, you know, credit to the Lakers getting it done without LeBron. But it is coming to that time of the year. But one team I wanted to talk about today I want to talk to you about your former team, Chicago Bulls, and what's happening over there. Because there was a game earlier in the week, where or on the weekend, where uh, Zach Levine did not touch the court in crunch time down the stretch. And the offense has mm-hmm. not looked good at all. I want to know what's happening in Chicago, because it just seems like there's a lack of chemistry between their, yeah. their yeah. so-called big three. Lonzo Ball, we have no idea if or when he's going to be back. And I think without a proper point guard... Dragic is only the real point guard on that roster now. Without a proper point guard, it's hard for that offense to flow nicely. They've um, lost four games in a row, I think it is now. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. loss against the Magic, I know that some fans were watching wishing that they hadn't traded Wendell Carr Jr. Every time they see the Utah Jazz, they're going to be wishing they didn't get rid of Laurie Marketing. But uh, what's going on in Chicago? And I've got to ask you this. How long will it be okay. until they realize that this isn't a team that will compete for a championship and they're better off trading to our trading Zach, trading Vucevic and rebuilding? Wow, that's a lot to unpack, Mo. And, you know, I'm partial to to my bullies. You know, that's the... I know. They gotta, they, they, I'm partial to my bullies. And because I, I, I like the Bulls and I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Bulls. However, you know, this is this is tough. And they're in a tough situation. Now, let's start. Let's start with Zach Levine. Okay, Zach Levine has been in the media here for what the last couple of days of an incident that happened, and that's the tough part of coaching. You know, you you want to reward the guys who are playing, and some nights you got to admit you just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Okay, some nights it's just not there. Mm-hmm. Especially nights where they're, where they're double teaming Demar and leaving Zach Levine, who just signed a max contract, wide open. And the shots yeah, just stay poor. No, listen. What some nights it's just not going. You know, some nights it's just not going. Now, Zach said some things after the game 
that has caught the headlines. He said, hey, I'm one of the best players, and no matter what is going on, I should be out there at the end of the game. You have to play okay. a guy like me down the stretch. That's what I do. Do I okay. like the decision? Okay. No. That's what he said. Okay. Okay. And now, and listen, I've been in enough locker rooms, and to be a player that has ascended to where he's at, you have to have that attitude. That's first. So I don't. I want to put it in this context. However, now, if he's not in the game, that's going to be highlighted from this point moving forward. Mm -hmm. Okay. The only way this gets resolved is winning. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, and I'm not expecting them to do too much significant winning this year with this group. Well, I mean, I see. look at the upcoming games. They got the Celtics, the Bucks, the Thunder, who are a tough matchup now, the Jazz, the Suns, the Warriors, the Kings. The schedule is not going to get easier for them. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the NBA. Now, what do I see with this group? Okay. First, they have injuries. Right? That's that's what I call luck. Mm -hmm. You have to you have to remain injury free, right? Mm -hmm. They are already down. Uh, Lonzo Ball. That's a big part of what they do. Jeez. Why? Because he pushes the pace. He's a he's, he's a their defender. best defender, and he's, yeah, he's their best three point shooter. Okay, okay, and, and, and so they are already down with him because you he, in the game today. You you know you hear me say you got to have a guard who plays downhill. Well, you just don't take him out of the lineup. Okay, and then a sudden second, and, and to me the the biggest thing that's going on with this team right now is I don't think Zach Levine is a hundred percent healthy. He doesn't look healthy to me. He was 13 from 14 from the field. That's not the Zach Levine that we know. What was he from the field? What 13 from 14, I think. 13 for 14. What does that mean? He made one shot out of the four. He missed 13. Oh, one for four. Oh, one yeah, for yeah. My 14. bad, my bad. He missed. Oh, yeah, yeah. You said 13 yeah. for 14. Yeah, yeah, I was my... like, that's pretty good. <laughs> no, 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 I was no. like, my bad, my bad, my bad. It's the other way around. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, he went 13 for 14. Hey, wait, maybe you gotta change his narrative. <laughs> Um, he is not healthy to me. He doesn't look healthy. He just doesn't, you know, I know he missed some time. If I remember correctly, Mo, he missed the beginning of the season, the start of the season. He had a surgery in the offseason, I believe. Yeah. So he doesn't look healthy to me. And I think that is, you know, I, looks and it's all, it's always frustrating when you're, when you're, when you're not yourself and he's a good kid. He works hard. But unfortunately, right now, his health is not cooperating. He's had problems with, I don't know if it's the same knee, but he's had problems with his knee. And it's very frustrating. Second, well, we have to talk about their defense. What? 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 The, the Bulls have defense? Have to, it, yeah, no, that, that's it. The Bulls <laughs> have no defense, in particular, against screen roll. I mean, Mo, when you watch them play, they, it's tough. And, I mean, and, and listen, you, you—it's it's the same okay. old story. We've been saying this since they traded for Vucevic. Everyone knew this was the issue when they traded for him. Again, Mo, I, this is what I see. You ask, I'm just telling you. Yeah, what I yeah, see. yeah. <laughs> They're gonna have to change something because defensively, if you want to be good in this league, Mo, you have mm. to defend. You know, I and, and and we get caught up in. You know, everybody's got to shoot 36% and higher from three. We get caught up in, 
this guy's a, what they what they call it, he's a a three level score. Yeah, this guy is you know he's unstoppable and this you know whatever. In the end, Mo, you have to have a team that defends and you have to be consistent with your effort on that end. And that's just called simple, just playing hard. You had to you have to have you got to counter that with depth. Why? Because guys are getting hurt. It seems like every team has injuries. It just seems like that's a part of the game now. You know, you look at the Clippers, you know, Kawhi was out, now he's back. And then this guy is out and this guy comes back. Death is a part of building a team. So, Mo, as I look at this thing, I get back to probably my favorite word, roster construction. Mm-hmm. Okay? And right now, this team doesn't defend well individually or collectively as a group, they have significant injuries to key players. In particular, Zach Levine is coming off an injury and you Lonzo Ball. Okay. Uh, you know, here. And then now Mo, it gets down to, okay, what else you got? And right now, I don't think it's a matter of them not trying hard. I think they play hard, but Mo, you, you got to have, the personnel to do it. They have a lot of gaps in their team right now. That's just you, a fact. Do you see a coaching change on the horizon for them? Well, Mo, uh, un- very, it's unfortunate because Donovan, look, Billy Donovan is a really good coach. First of all, I want to say that. Billy Donovan is a really good coach. Not a good coach. He's a really good coach. I thought that was a terrific hire for the, for the Bulls for many reasons. I thought that was a terrific mm-hmm. hire. Now, what I do see is this situation has been really magnified now because Zach Levine, who is the highest paid player of the team, appears to have said something that contradicts the head coach. It's like they're not on the same page. When you have these types of situations, which it's inevitable, Mo, it's inevitable you and that coach have to understand that as the leaders of the group, before we have these public outbursts, we got to have these private, tough conversations behind closed doors where you may, it may get a little heated in there. Mm-hmm. Because as a player, I expect him to feel that way. Mo, I expect my best player to feel that way. Yeah. But some nights, Mo, it's just not working. Mm-hmm. And I, as a coach, got to make a tough call. You can't convince me in no, you can't convince me at all that Billy Donovan doesn't value what Zach Levine does on the court. Mm-hmm. However, when the guy only makes one out of 14 shots, <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes you got to like bring him out and reward the guy who is playing better that night. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. Mo. I can point. I can point to that. That, that. That's just. That's just the nature of the beast. But we know and it's unfortunate that it happened in sports, not just in basketball. In all sports, we talk about Premier League football. We can talk about any sport. Oftentimes, when an organization feels like a team is underperforming, especially after paying big money contracts to the players, they tend to change the coaches because it's easier to change the coaches than to change the players that you've just invested in. Well, I, I will say this, Mo. I, I, I again, I'm, I'm going to tell you what my eye test, without seeing any of this, without being in the locker room and 
Zach Levine doesn't look healthy to me. Mm. I know he's playing. I know he's playing through whatever is ailing him at this time. And maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just him having a slow start. Okay. If you, if if Zach Levine tells me he's 100% healthy and this continues, then you got to figure out something. I don't think he's 100% healthy. I really don't. I don't mm-hmm. see him attacking the basket. I saw him do something the other night. I think you even commented to me. He had a fast break and he laid it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he had a breakaway. He he had a literally a breakaway opportunity and he laid it up. That's not the Zach Levine that I know. Mm-mm. So I think something is going on here. Right now, it's being magnified because they are losing. I think the pressure, everyone is feeling the pressure. But I mean no doubt about it Billy Donovan is a really good basketball coach okay he's a really really good basketball coach and hopefully they can work through this it's played itself out in the media which is bound to happen but you know that was the same guy he he makes an all-star team Billy Mm -hmm. Donovan believes in him Mm -hmm. I just think that was you just caught him in a very emotional moment which it should be after the game but again as a star as a guy who understands that, you have to be prepared for those questions. And, and I would hope that him and Billy have, have I would hope that they've had a sit down and a heart to heart discussion so that they can move forward. Because trust me when I tell you this, if they continue down that path, then there will be change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ronnie, on the other end of the spectrum, talking about bounce backs like we were earlier, Clay Thompson last night, 41 points who had a spectacular shooting performance, 10 of 13 from downtown. He's starting to finally have a game where he kind of looks like his old self. We know he struggled a lot coming into the season. Do you think that was mainly due to um, playing against the Houston Rockets, or do you think that it's a sign of things to come and the Warriors are going to be trending upwards from now on? Well, you know, Mo, I always ask for permission when you when you got to tell the truth, you know? Always. All right. And I and I I want to say this because Clay Thompson has had a Hall of Fame career. Okay, and I say he's had, he's still playing, but Clay Thompson will be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he could retire now and he's going to the Hall of Fame. Okay. Now, you know, Mo, I, I've had these types of conversations with clients where they've sustained significant injuries, especially to the lower ex- extremities, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and when you have that mole, the key to success moving forward when you have a is you will have days where you feel good. Mm -hmm. But the key is you must change your game. Yeah, you must change your game. Okay, you you, you're not going to be that same player. Why? Because, well, you, you physically you're not that same player. Will you have moments Here's another moment for Klay Thompson. Here's what's not fair for me to expect Klay Thompson to do this every single night or to do this at a rate where he was doing it before, prior to these injuries. Will he show me moments like this? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When you shoot, Mo, that's like riding a bike. Now, yep. here's the thing, Mo, that I'm looking for Klay Thompson at this stage of his career because I, I – and I and I hope Clay can hear this so that he can be comfortable with who he is right now. Age is not kind to an athlete. 
<laughs> no, okay, well, we've all been there and we're all going to go there. You keep playing, Mo. It's going mm. to happen to you too. Yep. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I hope that Clay Thompson doesn't mis misrepresent what Clay Thompson is really all about winning games. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, why was Clay Thompson so effective as a player? Yeah, we knew he could shoot. We all knew he had a quick release. We knew that when he came out of college. What we didn't know, Mo, defensively, he was a monster. He may, he may, have, been, he may have been the best defensive guard in the league with his size, his ability to guard ones, twos, and threes. I'm talking he's guarding elite ones, elite twos, elite threes. He took on the challenge of guarding the very best perimeter player that you had on the offensive end every single night. Mm -hmm. Now, Mo, that to me is what separated him, not just his ability to, to shoot and make shots. And by the way, Mo, he would guard the other team's best player and still get your 40. Mm -hmm. Now, that what is me, Mo, what made me say, I have no more questions about who and what Clay Thompson is all about. He would guard Damian Lillard. He would guard James Harden. He would yep. guard the late Kobe Bryant. He would guard every elite. He would guard Russell Westbrook. He would guard these players and still give you 25, 30, 40, 50. Now, Mo, he can't do that. Yeah. So and I think I, it's wrong to expect him to do that as well. Exactly. And I think he's got to accept that about where he's at in his career, because now, Mo, that two way player that we all like, wow, he can't do that. On We're just talking about the offensive end. Mm -hmm. Mo, I can't sit here and tell you how to be a good team when we were picking apart the Chicago Bulls and then give him a pass. Because, Mo, that's what made him elite and special as a player. So now when he doesn't shoot the ball well, now, Mo, you're saying, how many times have you heard me say this, Mo? Don't allow scoring the basketball to predict or dictate whether you play well or not. Yeah. Now that's the real problem. So Clay Thompson, whether it's maybe he comes back, and maybe at one point he would play well four out of five games, let's say when he was healthy, because you can't play well every game. Mm -hmm. But Mo, maybe he can get it to where he plays two to three out of five games. Yeah. But right now, Mo, he's got to figure out what can he do to contribute to the game minus the scoring. And that is what the Mo, that is what's to me is bothering him is because Without him scoring right now and having outbursts like this, which he's capable, what else is he going to contribute? Because, Mo, let's not forget, this is the, this is the defending world champions. Yep. They're playing winning basketball. So I don't want to get caught up in that because what I need as the starting two guard for the Golden State Warriors, he's got to figure out what is his contribution without scoring to the team 
And then when he has these outbursts, in addition to that, now, Mo, the scoring is a bonus. Mm -hmm. you, you follow what I'm saying? Because, Mo, he was a shutdown defender. Oh, yeah. I could put him on Devin Booker and not worry about that. I could put him on Chris Paul and, and, and take him out. Now, Mo, he can't do that. And yeah. that, to me, is what's the main concern. And I want him to be comfortable with that. Mo, like, what are we expecting? Like, what is he really expecting? I think he's putting so much pressure on himself, which I admire, right? Because as an athlete, I love it when guys take this to this level. He expects greatness from himself. So I, ex I respect it. But I think at some point here, for his own well-being, his own well-being, he's got to have realistic expectations. He's not had one injury. He's had two, Mo. Major ones. Okay. And Mo, that may take a couple years for his body and his mind and the trusting all of his, you know, his legs again. That's going to take a little time, Mo. I mean, this is the first season back. Right, mm -hmm. really? Because Mo, he only played like twenty seven games last season. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he didn't right participate every day in preseason and stuff for training camp. So Mo, you're right. I think realistically, and I admire the fact that he wants it that bad. But hey, man, let's just you're back on the court playing. So let's 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 kind of let's pump the brakes a little bit. But I love to see him when he plays like this. I really do. I, I love to see it because you, you you know it's still there and you know the competitive fire is still burning inside of it. Absolutely. Well, we're going to see if he can bounce back as we have another week of NBA action ahead of us. PJ, when's Thanksgiving? Is that Thursday this week? Yeah, yeah, that's Thursday. So we have a rare night of no NBA games on, but don't worry, the Hoop Genius Podcast will be here all week for you. So don't go anywhere. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Make sure you leave us a review and a rating if you like what you heard. And stay locked in. We'll be back tomorrow morning, nice and early, for another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. Until then, you know the vibes. Get buckets. <laughs>